getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. I am your host. I'm quite excited about this game. It's the biggest game of the season for me outside of the North London derby. Uh, we are joined by two massive, avid gooners and another Irishman. Um, I'm joined by, uh, first of all, Mr. Hill. How are you, Trevor? <laughs> Hello, mate. Hello, uh, Amanda. Hello, David. I'm very well, thank you. Um, I'm not going to let this go, Fergus. Got to start straight off on a positive. We're late coming on air, people. We have been talking for the last five minutes, but Fergus hadn't pressed the right button, so... We've been talking to ourselves. I do apologise to everybody, but we're here now. Uh, I'm really excited about this massive game. I love playing Man United, Fergus. The history of the game and the tension and, and the, the memories of Fergie and Wenger and blah, blah. Can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait. And all the way from Highbury Squad, the Highbury Squad, Princess Gooner. The reason I actually didn't press the uh, go live button is because I played our theme music again and I could see Amanda in the background bopping along. You like our music, don't <laughs> you? Did you see that? Yeah. I think anyone could see. I was like this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. And yes, I've got a big smile because it's pre-game. Post-game on the Hybrid Squad pod later could be very different. As, I, as, I, said, as I said to you earlier, we picked this slot, you picked the other slot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think we need to do pre-game more. We're much more up for it. <laughs> and uh, fellow countryman, colleague and friend of mine, David, how are you? David McGuinness. Yeah, very well, thanks, Ferg. Very well indeed. And as I was just saying, I'll say it for the second time, um, <laughs> You're cautiously, me, you? <laughs> cautiously, cautiously optimistic. And optimism has been a bit of a, a rarity of late um, as, a, as a United fan, so I'm enjoying it, certainly for as long as it lasts. Okay. Listen, before before we go into the United game, which we will talk about uh, in the next five minutes or so, just very quick, we'll go into a little bit more detail on a normal week uh, weekly podcast about the Dundalk game. You know, Arsenal have never faced uh, a team from the Republic of Ireland before, uh, and we've now won both our Europa League opening games, while Dundalk have lost both of theirs. I, I'll go to you, David, because um, one of Dundalk's main players, Michael Duffy, um, is an ex-schoolmate of yours uh, when he played for Derry. Well, not schoolmate, but we played in the same sort of age groups growing up. Um, so his sort of childhood team was, I suppose, probably one of the, our main rivals growing up. So he's someone who I was fairly familiar with, as is um, Patrick McElhaney, who was the other... Um, I think they were both playing in the middle of the park on uh, mm. on Thursday McAlaney had the, the long-range effort within, I think, the first 20 minutes. He forced your keeper into quite a good save, actually. Um, but yeah, it's good to, good to see them on the big stage. And we had to we had to change our lineup quite a lot, Trev, um, for that game. Uh, you know, we gave other players minutes that we wouldn't normally ma- uh, give. Um, Mustafi, and you called it in our pre-match. Uh, Shaka ended up being part of a back three, five. Trev, do you want to do you want to take a bow? Yeah, <laughs> well, we've 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 seen Jacka drop into that position before, and and when I saw the lineup, I just thought to myself, I've, I've got a funny feeling Jacka's going to be in a back three or a back five, however we want to put it. It turned out to be right. 
I, I quite enjoyed the game, really. I mean, I thought Dundalk put up a decent show for most of the game. Um, I think we put out a team to, to suit the fixture and and the team that we did put out, be it a weekend one, performed okay. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, the team, what I was looking at was the fact that we couldn't all be there, along with probably what would have been about 20,000 Irish people and had a cracking day and evening. All around the Emirates. That's what I was more gutted about. But uh, no, it was it was a decent enough game and a decent enough result for both sides, probably because Dundalk weren't embarrassed and, and we did all right. So all good. I think you, I, th I think you and Guinness shareholders will also be extremely disappointed that uh, the stadium was closed. <laughs> Amanda, um, it took us forty-two minutes to break down. It was very very resilient. Uh, Dundalk, uh, Eddie uh, from close range, followed by Joe Willock uh, a few seconds later. And then just after halftime, within a minute of half, uh, the second half started, Pepe scored to seal their fate. Um, a couple of things. Sh should we have capitalised and pushed on for more? And then also the second question to you is uh, right-footed shot from Pepe. WT. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Listen, I, I'm Kevin and I on our podcast are really big supporters of Pepe. We believe you just got to give him time. He's not one of these players that's going to hit the ground running. He needs time to settle. I really rate him. I could be wrong. I mean, both of us do really rate him. Soph's not so sure. She thinks it's a lot of money for what we're getting. Um, but I do believe, I know quite a few people think that, but do believe if you just give him a run, Every game, he's a confidence player, and I think you're going to see more of that. And he does score some really good goals when he comes on. Um, with regards to going for more, I do believe that because we had United coming up, might be on their minds. They were playing well, lovely football. I know it is only Dundalk, as they say, but you can only play what's in front of you, and mm -hmm. it will give them a bit of confidence. Um, and some of the boys played so well. They, they just played so well, and... It'll be interesting today what he does because we never, ever play well after a European match. Well, I say never, very rarely, but the team will be dramatically changed today, obviously. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and there's always a hangover from um, European football. There has been when we're in Champions League. And it's the same with, you look at Spurs, Man United, Chelsea, all, all the sides that, that generally do have a little bit of a hangover on, on uh, the following weekend. Um, Trev, Eddie deserves a shout out. You know, Eddie, um, we've won all nine games that Eddie uh, has started uh, in and yeah. he scored 10 goals. Um, Trev, what did you make of his performance uh, overall? Uh, have we really won all those games when he started, Fergus? Mm. That, that, that's yep. not a bad statistic. I didn't know that. Um, for, so, you know me, mate. I, I cannot talk badly about an Arsenal player. I cannot do it. But for me, the jury's still out on Eddie. Eddie, I, I, I want to see him get plenty more game time. I want to see him improve. He, he's obviously a confident young man. Just let let's. I just want him to develop some more. And and uh, he's not quite cutting it at the very top level for me yet. But I, no way have I given up on him. No way have I given up on him. I think there's a player in there. Bit of time, and hopefully we'll see the best of him. Um, but, the, I, sorry, he's a young boy, Trev. You know, he's learning his trades, and you know, I feel like he—he's got something. He's gonna—he's gonna miss quite a few, and he's gonna score quite a few. He's gonna be one of those players. Sorry, I, I like the style of player that he is. That he—he's in around the box and he's hunting for goals. I think, um, I think his head has dropped a little bit, especially in, even in the game against Dundalk. He looked like his head has dropped a little bit, and I think also he needs to bulk up a little bit more. And I think once he grows into be more of a man, um, I think I think he'll do he'll do quite well. Um, 
The only other fact I've got, because I don't want to spend a lot of time on the Dundalk game, because this game that we got starting in a, in, in an hour is, is is far more important to me anyway. Um, Runyarison is the first uh, uh, Icelandic player to appear for Arsenal since I don't even know who this guy is. Ulfar in Singolson, who played against Wolves in December 20, uh, 2003 in the League Cup. Anybody heard of him, Trev? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Right, Move swift, swiftly on. Well, let's slate United for a little bit. Man United are win, winless uh, in the past four league meetings. They've drawn to and lost to. However, they are unbeaten in 13 home league games against Arsenal. Uh, since the last time we beat them in a 1-0 defeat... Uh, in September 2008. They've won eight of these fixtures and drawn five. The Gunners uh, haven't kept a, um, a Premier League cre uh, clean sheet at Old Trafford since 2009. Um, and we're aiming to win back-to-back -back Premier League matches against Manchester United for the first time since 2006-2007. I thought we were really unlucky with um, the first game that Arteta was in charge at, which was Chelsea, that we lost 2-1, um, which was around this time last year. Um, uh, no, I, it's November, isn't it? Yeah, uh, December last year. Um, but I think one of the first main victories that Arteta had was that victory in uh, the Emirates against um, against uh, Man United. Amanda, uh, what's your thoughts and expectations of Man United? Two, two teams that are a little bit, you know, in transition a minute. Yeah, but they'll turn into peak Barcelona. You just know that. They never, ever, ever. <laughs> I feel like they never, ever, and I'm losing lonely, so many blanket statements today. They never lose against us at Old Trafford. I've been there, I don't know, three or four times. The only time I saw us win was when Danny Welbeck went around the goalkeeper and we all went mental in the FA Cup. I don't think I've been there for us to win a league game. Um just it's just one of our bogey sides there uh, away. Um, let's hope we can break that today. Uh, I've gone for a win. I said it on the hybrid squad, which is rare for me because at the moment I feel like we can draw. But um, I just feel a bit more positive today. I think I think the main point about today is do not sit back, go at United. Because I'm not being funny. They're not great. I know we're not great at the uh, moment, but they're not great. David, you're not great apparently. Mm, it's an interesting statement. And actually, on the subject of statistics, am I right in saying that Harry Maguire has scored as many Premier League goals as Mr. Aubameyang has this season? I've probably scored as many goals as he has this season. I mean, that's a bit <laughs> of a worrying statistic. You know that. <laughs> yeah, that? Every, every striker has his bad time. This is just his quiet period. He's working hard. He's just not scoring. That's scary. When, when, when Harry Maguire has scored as many as Obama, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's time for concern, I think. Well, well, they're probably on similar contracts and on, uh, earning similar money. So then there's some, there is a fair comparison there, David. So what's your expectations of today then? Can I just ask David a quick question? I'm so sorry because you know my brain has to interrupt. You're taking over again. No, I'm not. I'm going to ask him a quick question. Who, do, who would you rather have in your team, Harry Maguire or Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang? What were you saying, Fer? <laughs> Who would you oh. rather have in your team? You're just comparing <laughs> Maguire and Aubameyang. I mean, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. I think okay, we'd probably good. have Mr. Aubameyang. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Sorry. <laughs> so expect expectations of the game, David? I'm, I'm quite optimistic, you know. I, I, I am quite optimistic. I think um, 
midweek. That was a result, I think, maybe that flattered the performance. Um, we seem to kick on after the 75th minute at the moment. Um, did the same with Leipzig, did the same with Newcastle, and it makes the result look perhaps a little bit better than actually how the game unfolded. But I think we're, we're, we're firing, we're scoring goals. and You've only taken one point from three at Old Trafford this season. Uh, they haven't failed to win in the first four home game league games since 1972-73. I was alive then. I know you weren't. <laughs> well, that, that, that makes it easier for me to ignore. Um, <laughs> look, I think the thing about it is, and, and this might be a bit of a sort of a cop-out excuse at the moment, but I do think a lot of our players have struggled with the lack of close season. You could see it. I mean, that Crystal Palace game at the beginning of was was genuinely one of the most disastrous Man United performances I've seen in such a long time. And that's not to mention Spurs, of course. Um, but I think since Spurs, and I think Fergie and I talked about this, actually, that Spurs result was a bit of a wake-up call in more ways than one. And since then, you know, Spurs aside, I think if you had a you looked at our fixture list, you know, PSG, Newcastle, Chelsea... Uh, and Leipzig thereafter, and you had have told us we were going to win three, draw one. You know, I would have taken that all day long. Trev, your expectations for today? What 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 are you what are you thinking then? Well, I'm a bit like Amanda Ferguson that uh, we, we drew a win at, at Man United. We've come close on a couple of previous visits. We we've come really close to getting a result with Man United, and never just got over the line. I really, fa- I really fancy this today. And I'm not going for me silly 4-0 that I always do. I think we'll nick a win. I think that I'm hoping that he's had a month to settle in now. And our Mr. Party's going to actually turn it on today. And we're going to see a proper, strong midfielder performance from the Arsenal. He's going to put Pogba in his place, you know, and, and we're going to play around him. And, and David... David, you've just said completely the wrong thing, my man. You shouldn't say that a striker's not scoring because they have this horrible habit of coming back and biting you squarely on the backside. <laughs> and it's so, so yeah, we, we, gonna, we, he could well we, score today, you know. We do have a team announcement. Unfortunately, my computer is knackered, so I'm not going to be able to put it on here. But we can talk talk through the yeah. Arsenal squad. Uh, we're not interested in the United squad. Um, no. Leno and goal. Holding makes an appearance oh. uh, alongside Gabrielle, Tierney and Bellerin. So it looks from that that we're looking at four at the back. Um, our good man Party does uh, make a start and also does Mohamed Elneny. Okay. Uh, which is very interesting, that midfield backup of the, 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 the defence. Yeah. And the forward or the attacking midfield and forward line for me is... Saka, Lacazette and Aubameyang with Willian playing in the hole just behind. On the bench, we've got Ronarison, Mustafi, Shaka, Maitland-Niles, Sabayas, Pepin and Nketiah. Um, Trev, since you were talking, what do you make of that lineup, and what do you make of the fact that Holding and Elneny have started? Well, firstly, man, I don't think it'll be a four. I think, I think that... What's that? Is that yeah. me again? <laughs> That's my music. I started again. Um... <laughs> I, I think I think what we'll have is I, I think He's... we'll have a five and I think we'll have Saka on the left wing back role again and and I hate it I hate it with a vengeance and I say I hate it as a compliment to the finest young player I've seen play football this year bar none I want to see him further up the field in a more freer role because because Saka's skills amaze me I'm so happy and pleased for the young man 
So I think it'll be a five, Ferguson. I think we'll see Saka on the left wing back role. Um, I'm pleased to see Holding in because I don't mind Holding. I don't mind him at all. Um, although Tierney, I think he's a better wing back. I think when he plays in a three, he covers the other two when he plays inside a bit. So I'm not unhappy with that team at all. I just don't like that. I think Saka's wasted at left wing back. I want to see the man give him more free. I want to see him in the, in the role that William will play today, to be honest. Amanda, thoughts on William um, starting? Uh, he's not being... Well, he's not been lauded and loved by the fan base at the minute. There's some very mixed reviews on, on, on him and uh, how he's played for Arsenal. What's your thoughts? Just looking at the team, um, I've not got a problem with El Nenny playing, actually. I think he'll clear up. And I think Party and William will work well together. I just really want a Bamiang through the middle. And it's not, is it? It's Lacazette. And I wanted Pepe on. But, you know, we have... It is very hard when a team comes out because I try not to criticise or praise or anything because we don't know who's carrying what. We don't know anything, their system, until they start. I just want, I just want attack. That's what I want. I don't want us to sit back and go for the break. I really don't want us to play out from the goalkeeper because he does my head in. But he does. Um, I just feel so nervous when that goes on because Leno has made a couple of mistakes recently. Good to see holding back, as Trev said. Um, Tierney and Saka are just phenomenal. They are just phenomenal. But I sort of agree with Trev. But the problem with Saka is he plays well wherever he plays. That yeah, is he the problem they, 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 he's they got. got. The guy is an absolutely class player and he's he's not even near his best at the minute. Not even and, near and the problem best. with that is, so when he needs that left wing, whatever he needs, he can put him there where we want him further up the field and I get that. I quite like Willian. I do, but I just keep wanting a Bamiyang down the central. So we'll have to see. I love Lacazette. I just think it's a bit strange for him at the moment and the way what's going on. And I think if that goal would have gone in the other day against, I don't know I, I, who. I, you talked about confidence players. I, I think Lacazette is de deeply lacking on confidence. David De Gea, Wambasaka, Lind, uh, Lindenoff, or whatever he is, Maguire, Shaw, uh, Fred, McTominay, Fernandes, Pogba, Rashford and Greenwood. How do you think that matches up against our squad? I mean, it's quite a, it's, it's quite a positive lineup. The only thing I'm unsure about is how they're actually going to set out. Um, because I, un, unless Fernandez is going to play sort of false nine and Rashford Greenwood either side, but I was hoping, and maybe it still may materialise, I was hoping Rashford would get a, an opportunity through the middle today in that number nine um, position because he, he he looks like he's scoring goals for fun at the moment. Um mm -hmm. Well, Wednesday night was 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 perfect perfect example. He scored a hat trick in what twenty eight minutes. I don't um, know. We don't do Champions League in Arsenal. Well, this is a this is a. <laughs> David, Bob. can I ask you a question? Fergus, can I ask David a question? Mm -hmm. Who's going to take your penalty today, David? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there'll probably be two because you well, always get at least Manda, Yeah. That was the answer. Yeah, I, I think. So, so, sorry, David. Before, before and I forgot the last guy on um, on your starting twelve, Mike Dean. Correct, correct. Well, I'm glad to see Mike in the lineup today. Um, <laughs> he's been good for us. Uh, but as I say, look, I think Fernandez probably takes the first penalty, and then perhaps Marcus will get the the, the second to complete his hat trick. I would have thought. <laughs> don't you love the flat Irish sarcasm? Don't you? <laughs> Who's the referee today? Is he? Is he one Mike of your Dean. lot? Yeah, exactly. yeah, the, 
Yeah. 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 Mike Dean's got a squad number this season for United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's getting a lot of love in the comments. Uh, Heath is um, thankfully disguised it, but he's uh, called him a twant. So that's uh, that's that's acceptable, uh, Heath. Um, so <laughs> listen, I'm I'm not confident. This this game for me personally is a huge game look the north london derby is immense it's it's the 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 game of the season the rivalry of the season and everything else it's a bit like man united liverpool man united man city and so on arsenal versus tottenham arsenal versus chelsea uh, are huge games but me personally two of my brothers uh, are man united fans uh, i saw the light i chose the right side i lived in i, I decided to support a team that i lived in the city uh, for and uh, yeah uh, <laughs> But I'm not that confident. Even looking at those lineups um, and looking at the bench, I, I don't think we've got the depth and squad that we would uh, we would like. And uh, my score prediction, unfortunately, is um, a loss of two one. Trev, I know you called me a heathen on the WhatsApp group, mate. It's it's strange because I look at our bench today and I think we've got options there. I, I, I see it the opposite way to you, Fergus, mate. I really do. I, I look at it and I, I think, well, we've got options there. I just want to go. Amanda and myself were having a quick chat before we came on air, weren't we? And uh, I just just want to put it out there, you know. Amanda was exactly right. The team I hate losing to the most is Tottenham. Undoubtedly, I, I hate losing to Tottenham. I'd rather lose to any other team. But the game I actually look forward to the most is this game against Man United. The history and, and and what's gone on in the past, you know, and I want to see that start again today. I want to see that power and that and, and that, that passion between the two sides. I really do think we can beat Man United today. I think we're getting better all the time. Although we've lost our last couple, I, I can see positive still through those defeats. And I fancy a two-one win for the Arsenal. Amanda, you did you you said that you thought. We're going to win, although you feel a draw now seeing the lineup. Uh, no, 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 no. I went for one nil in the week. What I said was I normally go for draws and they all laugh at me on the, on the uh, podcast. Uh, no, I've said one nil. I think I thought Trev was going to go with the same as me when he said we're just going to nick it. I don't think it's going to be a wonderful game, to be honest. I think it, I think party in my opinion. And you know what? I hate doing pre-game because everything could come back to haunt me. Um, I think party's going to make such a difference to us. Um, I think that's why El Nenny's playing. I quite like him. Um, I don't think he's world-class, but I think that he can do a job for us today. Um, I just feel that hopefully holding, well, he must be fit. He must be 100% fit because he wouldn't play him today. It's nice to see him back. But no, I do. I think 1-0. I'm being positive. I'm honestly, Fergus, if you ever see my pods, I'm not sure I've gone for more than one win the whole season. So um, I think we're transitioning and I'm okay with it. And if we lose today, it's just social media. I just don't think I'll bother uh, going my, on. My, my phone is going in the bin. Um, oh, yeah, because at... you've got family. I don't have any family that are united. No. Uh, see, all my in-laws, all my in-laws, and they're a big family. They're all Man United fans. Can I just they say that? They there's a new guy that started at work and he is mad man United and I've never worked with one before and I'm not used to talking so much about football and stuff because my lot are either West Ham or You know what? He has given me grief. He has just given me so much about glory, glory, man United and everything. I've just kept quiet. I've just kept quiet. He will get it all tomorrow if we win. You 
you you you mentioned holding Arsenal have failed yeah. to keep clean. Uh, only we've only kept one clean sheet in our last eleven league fixtures. Um, if we lose this, it could be three in a row for the first time under Arteta. Um, does that defence? I, I, I think having Gabriel there um, uh, makes m- makes me have a little bit of comfort. I am worried about Holding's fitness. Um, but how how do you feel about the defence overall, then, Amanda? And then I'll go to David and see what he thinks about it. Um, I'm all right with it. I think I think Arteta's done quite a good job, to be honest. Um, I think he's tightened up the defence. I think he started at the back where uh, Wenger started at the front. I don't want to bring Wenger in, but you know what I mean, about dealing with what we need to deal with. We now need to go for midfield and attack, obviously, the front. Mm. But um, I feel... I'm okay with the progress at the moment. I am. I know we're not winning and we're going through a bit of a dodgy patch, but just look with what Arteta was left with and what he's gone through all season, especially with how it's all panning out with, you know, the pandemic and everything and what they're going to have, what they're doing. So, um, okay. I'm all, I'm okay. all right no, with no, the no, progress. That's, 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 that's fine. David, um, do you, do you? How do you, as a Man United supporter, looking at the way you've gone through manager after manager after manager after having a really long-standing manager like Alex Ferguson, and then it's, there is some ca- comparisons with Wenger, how do you think that our transition has compared to your transition? And what do you think of, uh, are you scared? Are you not scared about our defence? I mean, I think both teams sort of find themselves at a fairly similar point. Um, I think Arsenal have looked as good of late as they have done for for a long time. Um, And I guess you could argue the same for United as well. Um, But it's one of these things, I think, irrespective of of form and, um, you know, recent results, I think all goes out the window. And this game is, it's one of these, like like, like Trev said, it, it, it does almost supersede uh, the Manchester Derby, even even Liverpool, um, just because of, of of what it's meant. Certainly over the last sort of 10, 15, 20 years, um, you know the subplots, Keane Vieira, uh, Wenger, Fergie, and everything that came with that. There was more to it than just a League Six pointer, which is which is what it was for such a long time. Hmm. Um, and I, I think you know, growing up with that. It's it's very difficult to forget it, and and I think you still sort of get that excitement when Arsenal United are on. Trev um, scoring gold is what he does best. He's, he plays in up red and white. Lacazette, um, yeah. he's our point man uh, for today. Um, where do we start? Uh, they could fail to score for uh, three consecutive Premier League matches since the first time since 2016. Arsenal are averaging 8.8 shots and 1.3 goals per game this season. The lowest since 97-98 or 95-96 respectively. Um, what, what do we do about that forward line? Why is it not clicking? Well, we sp- you spoke just now. I was listening to you speaking about Lacazette. And his confidence has got to be a, a record low, isn't it? He's a massive trier, isn't he? He's a massive trier, Lacazette. Um, I can only think that, that that Arteta thinks he's going to find his scoring boots soon and start banging them in for fun because we need to start getting to I love Lacazette. I love his attitude. I love the way he is. Um, 
we need some goals out of him. And with Mr. Obama Yang, you see, it's, and, and it's amazing how people start. He's not scored for a couple of games, and people have been slating Aubameyang he's already. He's done five league matches without a goal. His worst run since November 2014, when he was okay. playing for Dortmund. Well, tell me, tell me a great striker that hasn't gone on a run of games like that because they all do it. It happens to them yep. all. He'll be back, Aubameyang. He'll be back and he'll be scoring goals. I've no concerns at all about Aubameyang. Not one in the slightest concern do I have. And I'm just just looking at our team in the bigger picture today, Fergus, and it'd be interesting. And uh, I know my mate, the princess, will put me right here if, if she feels differently. But for me, right, the defence we've got out today is probably the best we can put out at the moment, right? I've got no worries at all about that defence. The midfield, I've just thought about it while you guys were talking. That's why I went quiet for a minute. It's really interesting, the midfield today, in that, we were speaking the other day about horses for courses with, with our territory. He's got more than one plan, you know. So he's up, I thought to myself today, he's going to play party and he's, got to, he's not going to want to be that expansive in midfield. I know we, we'd like him to be. And I thought to myself, he's not going to play Sabios and it'll be interesting to see who he chooses between El Nenny and Xhaka. And he's gone for El Nenny, which is quite interesting. I don't know how Xhaka will feel about that. But Xhaka's obviously not injured, but he's gone for El Nenny over the top of him. It, um, it, is that because Shaq has played so many games? It could be, son. It could be. But it could just be the fact that El Nenny has come back from his loan period in Turkey, a different player. And mm -hmm. in my view, a better player. I mean, I saw him. When, when we played away at Vittorio Guimaraes last season, I went over, as you can probably remember, I'd be drunk and falling about a hotel room oh, chat with you. But the following <laughs> night, the following night, key? Yeah. <laughs> it was in my pocket. But the following <laughs> night, Braga, Braga were playing at home the following night to the, the Turkish team that El Nenny was playing for. I can't remember what side it was now. But me and my son, we went to Braga because we wanted to see the stadium. And I watched El Nenny that night and he looked a different player then. He looked a better player then. I can remember thinking, if he comes back to Arsenal with that form, we've got a player on our hands. We've really got an improved player on our hands. And that's that may be where we are now. So I'm not upset at seeing El Nenny starting the side. Up front, I put, you know, go on. I, I, William at the false nine the other week didn't work, did it? Lacquer, we need to find his scoring boots. Albamiang, I'm not worried about in the slightest. Albamiang will come good. I know the only thing I want to see is Saka getting a game further up the field. Other than that, I'm happy with it. Our good friends at the Highbury squad, we've got contacts. Um, that's not, no, lose. that's Sophie. Okay, that is not the Harvey squad. She just can't be asked <laughs> to log in as herself. <laughs> uh, she's, she's just trying to get advertising like I do on your one. <laughs> <laughs> um, can't lose to Liverpool, City, Leicester, and United without the fans being able to ask questions. We all support him, meaning Arteta, and are behind him, but our results um, are judged against the top six performances. Uh, if, if, David ends up being a happy man at the end of the of today. Are questions asked of Arteta? And if us three end up being happy people, um, does Ollie take his bus and go back to Sweden? Uh, Amanda? I won't be asking questions, no. Yeah, I just won't. I think, I think every single game, are you asking questions when he wins? You know, so at the moment, let's just give him some time. Everyone's so impatient, especially my girl Sophie. But you are allowed to, you know, be upset with 
players or his tactics or anything like that. But I'm not asking questions of whether he's the right man for the job. For me, he is. Um, but we do need to give him time. That, that's how I see it. David, um, if Ollie fails today, uh, his 100th game for in charge for um, Man United, is it, it, is it his final game? It's interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. I think with with if you compare him to Arteta, I think Arteta definitely looks like he has the potential, at least, to be a sort of long time, a long time, you know, manager at, at Arsenal. With Solskjaer, it almost feels as though he's 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 fighting for his job almost and trying to justify the position that he holds. I, I don't know. They, they are so hot and cold at the minute, and 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 the results are so sporadic that. It is difficult to know. Is he the long-term solution? I don't know. Listen to some of these stats. You're without a home win uh, in the league uh, for five games, the longest such run since 1990. They've conceded 12 goals, the worst defensive record in five ma after five matches in the top flight for 60 years. Do you and have then... to say all this now? <laughs> just <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I was just thinking that, just... man. Oh, just okay. thinking that, man. Fergus, <laughs> just say they're the best team on the planet. Oh, my <laughs> life. Um, and you spend, you spend huge amounts of money on a great Dutch prospect in Van der Beek, uh, and he's only played 64 minutes, you know. Yeah, that I mean that's that is it. That, that's been an odd one, to be honest. I was actually quite in, I was quite excited about his um his arrival. And I didn't ever sort of foresee him in the same lineup as Pogba and Fernandez. Um, but I expected a bit more sort of regular interchange between the three. I think it'll always be two of the three with a more sort of defensively minded, you know, like a McTominay Fred Maddic. Um but the fact that he has only played as little as he has done has been, yeah. It, I think it's quite in keeping with United's transfer policy of late. It's seemed a little bit um, just erratic, I guess, and, and not really particularly founded on much research or intent. Trevor, I suppose you can have the the, the final say on, on this one because I want to get myself to the pub and watch uh, watch the game. I also want to get the audio up there so that people can listen to it if they wish to. Um, uh, come on, gee us up. You know you 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 know how to get us going. Come on, these 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 podcasts were your ideas. These preview you picked this look, slot. Come on, get us going. Look right, Fergus. Look right, Fergus. There's no need for me to get anyone going today, right? If you're not excited about an Arsenal-Man United game, then you shouldn't be watching football, right? Yep. It wouldn't matter if we, if, if Man United were bottom and we were one off the bottom. It's Arsenal v Man United. It's two of the biggest histories in the Premier League, two of the biggest battles in the Premier League. Every game we play, there will be something to, to, to look back on and have a moan about or have a boast about, you know. Just off the top of my head now, right, Man United-Arsenal games, I've not even thought about it. Vieira, the last ball he ever kicked for Arsenal was against Man United, a penalty to win us the FA Cup. You know what I mean? Um, we lost our 49 un game, unbeaten game run at Man United because Rooney's a cheat and Mike Riley can't referee a game. <laughs> That's just off the top of my head, you know? There's so many different things. Every game. If you, you, uh, What's his name? Fabregas lobs a pizza at Fergie's head, you know? Uh, punch up in a tunnel. You say that any football supporter on this planet, right? Tell me about a punch-up or an argument in a the tunnel. They'll, they'll say Vieira and Keane. 
They won't say anyone else or anything else. It's all Man United and Arsenal. If you're not up for this game, get off my Facebook channel. Get out of my face. Man United, Arsenal. Get Go on, fans. Trev. Go on, You know on, what I mean? Trev. It's what it's all about. Up Even the my... Arsenal. David, I'm really sorry you're going to be upset later, son. Well, actually, I'm not really. <laughs> um, Trev, yes. Let's sh Show me your top. Is this the top that a lot of people have got? I want to see it. Yeah, I've, I've had some bad comments, but I love it, Amanda. I, I think I want to get one. Yes, yeah, I, like I love that. it. That is cool. Um, yeah. Can I just ask a question? Just slightly going off topic a second. But, David, I seem to see that there's so many Northern Irish Man United fans. Is that because of Georgie Best stems all the way back then? Or is there it's, another reason? I think it's just lazy sort of... Um, glory hunters almost to be perfectly honest right I, I, I put myself in that category because there's a lot of liverpool as well i didn't know if it was the yeah. northwest sort of to the irish but anyway sorry i just want to ask that question i divert but all i'm gonna say is that i think fergus has bocked us that's that's it saying how, how useless your team are because uh, this is just so arsenal but no i think i think what trev says is right um if you're not up for this i mean it it, there's so much history. There's so much way back into the 90s as well, before the youngsters and Wenger were even around. But it is, it, to me, as I said to you, Trev, I'd rather beat Tottenham all day long than worry about United. United would be my next ones that I absolutely despise, where a lot, say Chelsea, they don't even bother me. They weren't even around in the 80s for me yeah. to even think about. But United and Liverpool were always, Liverpool were always the ones in the 80s, then we come into the 90s, then it was United. And then what we went through with um, Pizzagate and everything that went on, you know, Fergie and Wenger, two fans fantastic managers. I hated Ferguson with a pack. I hated him, but completely respected what a manager he was. And we were probably hated him because we were slightly jealous a little bit. But um, this is just the match to get up for. And I would have been there this afternoon. I go to this match quite a lot. It's very depressing that no fans can be there because the atmosphere is phenomenal. And uh, just always Arsenal, always. And I'm, I'm going for one nil. I, I knew that I knew that line was coming in. I knew that was like and listen, I am so glad of two letters O N at the end of that Fergus. Because you hated Fergus Un with a passion. Fergus Un. I'm, I'm, I'm just so pleased about no that. No one can hate you. No one can hate you. Listen, <laughs> yes, um, while Amanda, we're on a positive, right? Listen, don't finish for a second, Fergus. While we're on a positive, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm just just I, I wanna I wanna just say one more thing. Still, the greatest ever FA Cup final for me, as an older person, right, was was Alan Sunderland scoring a winner. Nineteen seventy nine, right? yeah. In seventy nine, Alan Sunderland scoring a winner after we've been two 0 up. Who was that against? Man United. It all goes off against Man United. But I'll tell you what, Amanda, you're so right about Alex Ferguson. I don't know if you were at the game when 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 Wenger said he was retiring. A um, few weeks before the end of the season, we were away at Man United at Old Trafford. What, Wenger? Uh, you, mean, you mean Fergie said he was retiring? No, Wenger said he was retiring. I Wenger said he was retiring. And, and we were away at Old Trafford and, and Fergie came down. It was just before Fergie got his illness, unfortunately. Uh, and Fergie came down and he, he, he waved at Wenger and Wenger waved and he actually physically called him onto the pitch. 
Ferguson called Wenger onto the pitch at Old Trafford, shook his hand. I think they gave him a little presentation to Wenger to say, good luck in your retirement or whatever you're doing. And I thought it actually just showed the class of the two men. Showed the oh, class yeah. of Ferguson and the class of Wenger. And then finally, when we when we had that game, it was against Burnley, wasn't it, when we said goodbye to Wenger at, at the Emirates? The Emirates, yeah. It was Burnley, wasn't it? Um, I was so worried that Wenger was going to get a bad reception that day, and he didn't. He got a proper send-off. But the first thing Wenger said in his speech that day, because uh, Alex Ferguson had unfortunately just been taken poorly, the first thing Wenger said in his speak speech on the pitch was, I wish Ferguson all the best, get well soon. Before he said anything, he had 22 years to talk about, but the first thing he said was, get well soon, Fergie. Sums up the two men, leave it on the uh, field. Both utmost respect it. for each other, yeah. Yeah, Man, Man absolutely, United, Man United, Liverpool, um, Arsenal, institutions of the Premier League, institutions of the Football League, and uh, some of the classiest teams. David, thanks very much for joining us. I thanks hope you're going to be miserable as fuck later. Sorry, <laughs> excuse my language. language. <laughs> <laughs> um, miserable that, as uh, sin. Yeah, yeah. Amanda, uh, enjoy your podcast this oh, afternoon. I hope so. Um, I, I, I will. I will drop in and say hello. And, Come and, and say we'll, hello. I will have a. Do you know what? We're going live straight as the match ends. It's never a good time for me, honestly, because I'm either raging or you can. I'm quite calm at the moment. <laughs> so tell people where they can find you, and tell people who you're going to have on this afternoon. Right. So um, I'm co-host of the Hybrid Squad with Sophie Nicolaus, soccer diva. You can find us at the Hybrid Squad on Twitter. I'm Princess Guna. Come and say hello. Um, we're on Facebook and Twitch or whatever you call it. I don't know, but all those things. And today we've got uh, Dale coming back, who was on our pod on Thursday. He's from the Stretty News. Um, as passionate as David is, um, I think he's gone for a win, actually. David, what was your prediction? Well, I wasn't asked for one, but I thought that I was tactical. I, that. I thought that was tactical on Ferguson's part. Um, <laughs> I, I could, I would take another eight two um, if that was on oh, offer. Right, okay. Listen, listen. Anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> David's left the building. Just yeah. keep. I like that control. Guna control. Yeah, I should have expected my control. <laughs> expected no less. Um, so, what is your genuine prediction, then, David? And then we are going to close this. I mean, I don't. Uh, I don't think either team keeps a clean sheet today. Um, however, I do just see Man United scoring more goals than Arsenal. So, I think. I'm going to go 2-1, 2-1 Man United. Okay. Um, Amanda, do you want to say your famous words? Oh, yeah. Always Arsenal. And uh, only one last thing to say before we go. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy uh, the show. If you like it, click the bell, all that sort of stuff. But up the arse. Up the Arsenal. Go on, you Gunners. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.